Welcome to On the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. All right, welcome back to episode 30 of On the Table Gaming. I'm Chase. And I'm Josh. And uh, today we're going to talk about some really fun stuff. So uh, I, won't, I won't spoil <laughs> anything yet, but I'm, I'm excited. Now, yeah. we are uh, working to get Terry Latorco on the show. We're excited to have her as our guest, but unfortunately, the flu is going around. So that's that's coming up in the future. We're just rescheduling it. And uh, that's okay, though. This time it's okay because we're going to be talking about some other really cool stuff as well. Maybe not equally as cool as Terry Latorco, no. but... but it's something um, about Terry. It's like we just run into these, like, you know, uh, we lost the episode. I, I, uh, I'm going to save that whole now. story for that actual episode that we have, Ron, because that's, this is, you know, it's comical at this point. It doesn't, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, but oh, anyhow, man. all right. So, um, you know, last, those little chicks we had last episode, I think they're, uh, I think they're all grown up because uh, we have been hit with so much news. Yes, um, and uh, we're going to talk about some of that today in depth. But uh, let's let's head on up there and see what we got. Okay. Oh, where are the birds? There's nothing in here. Oh, oh there it is. Sorry, it's it's being okay. Wait, I can't say that it's spoilery. So, oh God. Um, <laughs> there is a raven in here. Kaka. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> Who are the people though? Come on, that don't know that he is the. Apparently, the hardcore fans don't watch the show, but they don't want to know what the show says because it might be in a book in about right. thirty years but, from now. But the show has diverged so crazy from the the books. It's like <laughs> don't don't anger the internet, Josh. Don't <laughs> do it. We're <laughs> already in trouble as it is. About which is better or worse. And remember to send your comments to Josh about uh, you know <laughs> yes. All right. Well. So yeah, we got some we got some huge news. I mean, the there there's uh, you know some of the units that have been spoiled along the way. We actually have the uh, the hero of the Facebook group, Ash Kwan, and his zebra printed rug has been kind enough to share a whole bunch of spoilers with the actual cards. Yeah, because he lives in the future. That's got to be it. That's the yeah. only explanation for what's happening. He's in some you know future timeline, um, like you know Fabio Curry's playing like a year in advance. This guy's playing like at least a month in advance. Yeah, exactly. He's like he's like a, like not like a particularly useful amount of time forward in the future, but like you know he, he gets like a little bit a little bit ahead. In the future, though, it's it's apparently all zebra rugs. Like that's the fashion <laughs> accessory for two months from now. Yeah, it's like uh, remember in Bill and Ted's book. I remember all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in line for the third movie. It's coming out. That's a different podcast, but I am ready. That is going oh, to be a most goodness. excellent of adventures. So. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I always love when they show like future clothes in a movie, and it's always like whatever <laughs> style there is at the time, but like just with like you know like silver jackets or something on top. It's of gonna it. be zebra wild, wild stallions. stallions! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can, we, can I get a guitar riff in here? Anyhow, oh yes. Yeah, so the, the, the look, a bird in medieval times. We're in a castle rookery. <laughs> so yeah let's let's talk about uh our first our first unit so we got a, a brand new unit which is the followers of bone so i think you you have that up chase i'm still looking at the other card oh my gosh okay so first off yes <laughs> this is <laughs> i'm so excited the free folk just got like so much stuff here to talk about and the followers of bone six point unit three plus to hit which is phenomenal by free folk standards yeah. even like the, the savage cave dwellers hitting a four plus but these guys they're followers, and uh, that means they can hit on a three plus. So it's a three plus to hit with an eight five three. So it decays relatively fast. It's actually yeah. worse on the last rank 
than the cave dweller savages so you don't want them to attrition down too much but they've got five plus armor seven plus morale and they've got this amazing ability called horrific visage each time an enemy targets this unit with a melee attack that enemy suffers a panic test before resolving that attack i mean that seems pretty useful just you know i mean obviously it depends on who you're fighting but like Right, you know, triggering a panic test before every single time that you get attacked—that that could potentially drive you down to where you know their attack is going to be less effective because you know half the unit runs away before they even get to swing it. So when you fight free folk, you want followers of bone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the counter list, right? If you got a strong free folk meta, like you just bring one of these units, and the enemy just ripples away. Now, uh, yeah. what about being engaged with Lannister guardsmen? Just to clarify on this one, it's important to note that Lannister Supremacy does not trigger off of this because when this Lannister Supremacy reads when this unit is attacked and passes yeah. its panic test. Yes. So they're not attacking. So don't worry about like getting chained to death by uh, Lannister right. Supremacy. Right. Um, still be scared of Lannisters though. Yeah. I mean, so the thing, so, you know, and you said this is a, how much a six point unit? Six points. Yeah, so I mean, you know, immediately, you know, for drawing comparisons, like that falls into the same category as things like uh, halberdiers, right? Or six mm -hmm. points. Uh, you've got the Night's Watch, Sworn, Sworn uh, brothers. brothers. You know, I think is it Bowman? Bowman are six points, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, so there's some really good stuff in there, and I think these guys are sort of filling that sort of you know slightly heavier infantry role. Uh, it'd be interesting because I think what you're what you're really looking for here is to pair this with rattle shirt not to get too far ahead of ourselves but i think that you know you really want to kind of lean on a type attack if you're going to go in, in with these guys uh g g josh I don't, I don't know who you're talking about who is this rattle shirt person i think you mean the lord of bones <laughs> that just sounds like a like a hair metal band or something <laughs> What? No, it's amazing. Rattleshire is the mocking name they give them. Michael Chanel, whoever is out there, if you're listening, it should be <laughs> the Lord of Bones. And then you put underneath that in quotes, Rattleshirt. It shouldn't be Rattleshirt first. That's listen. That's I dismissive. feel like everybody calls him Rattleshirt, but he's like tries to make Lord of Bones his like nickname. You know what yeah, I mean? He's like right. He's trying to make it happen, but let's like, honor his wishes then. Yeah. Come on, rattle. Nobody's shirt. calling you Lord of Bones. That's right? Taser Face, man. He's got Taser Face. <laughs> that's, that's a lame name. Rattle shirt. Uh, oh, man. Anyhow. So then we do have the also sort of uh, the elite version of these guys. Now, you get a little bit, you know, let's put this nice. You get a little testy about the uh, Warrior Sons here. Um, step aside, sir. <laughs> the, bo <laughs> the Bone Lord's Chosen. So these guys, their attack profile goes up by one on the second and third rank. So still eight on a three plus at full ranks. Then instead of five, it's six. Instead of three, it's four. Mm -hmm. so one extra dice at each rank. Their armor is a four plus. Their morale goes up by one to six plus. They still have horrific visage. And then they also have prey on fear. Each time an enemy engaged with this unit fails a panic test, this unit may restore up to two wounds. Well, that sounds all awesome. It's all on a movement speed of five, just like the other unit. Man, so cool. And then uh, how many points is it? An eye-watering eight points. Eight points. points. <laughs> eight points. That is what? so many. Because uh, here's the thing. like, I think that ability, if you're fighting the right enemy, will be downright oppressive, right? If you're fighting 
a low morale unit or you have ways of like inflicting you know negative values on the panic test which we'll talk about in a minute but like you know with the right matchup that's gonna be awesome but if you get like charged by like you know i don't know berserkers you're gonna yeah. get smoked you yes. know yes it's like and, and eight points you know how many free folk warriors that is oh yeah it's like that's like 36 free folk or something <laughs> like that's how many of you were talking about oh my goodness yeah i mean it, it's that's i mean that's a ton that's a ton of points i it's it, I, I really think with these guys again you really have to they're, they're starting to like go into a different sort of style of free folk army so it's going to be really interesting to see uh how they play out uh, just to future proof this a little bit remember that time we said that the scorpion builder crew like how is that ever going to work on the table I do remember that. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying the Born Lord's Chosen at, at eight points is not going to work. Yeah. Even though it seems ridiculous right now, I'm, I'm just saying it could it could be ridiculous. So in the future, if it's amazing, it could also be amazing right now. I'm leaving that yeah. open, but eight points right I Besides putting Rattleshirt as a commander in there for free, I yeah. don't know. That's yeah. such an expensive unit. That's more than a giant. I mean, eight points is like, you know, that's that's really up in the lofty heights of most expensive units. In there. And, and this so is coming, like, and I'm like the eternal optimist. I'm like, what are the abilities? And like, what if you got the perfect situation? Every yeah. time an enemy engages unit fails, you restore up to two wounds. What if it's surrounded by like eight units? They're all just yeah. like, oh man. Yeah, they'll, they'll die if they're surrounded by eight units. Like they're probably going to be healing like two wounds around at best. Well, think about like, okay, so the most you could actually physically be engaged by would be like six units, right? Because you'd have right. to like, if you get 50-50 alignment on two sides and full yeah. alignment, you know what I mean? But like, so, but like, you know, you'd have to be basically engaged by like a whole bunch of raider units who were like attacking you. And, and raider units, what are they, like an eight plus? Uh, yes. So they still yeah. have a reasonable chance of succeeding. I mean, you, and obviously you stack like, you put an alpha cave dweller alpha hits people you make them re-roll but like yeah that's a lot of work to like basically what i'm getting at is like the free folk army at least right now it it's you're having a lot of units you're spreading out your wealth so that if any individual unit dies it's not like the end of the world yeah because it's really easy to smash these things and even with the giants you have like this you know a bunch of cheap stuff and you have one serious threat people can mm -hmm. target that down then you know you've got to spend a lot of time screening it like Sure, you can screen for this unit, but like once it gets into combat, it's not going to be necessarily killing. Like it's not like a mulching unit. It's not like the Knights of Casterly Rock. No, I mean, yeah, the combat output is not going to be insane because I mean, right. yeah, they're going to hit pretty regularly. And they throw a lot of dice, but without any like you know bonus to their attack, you know, there's no vicious, there's no sundering. They're only going to get what they get, right? Like they're going to roll their dice, they're going to get their hits. You're going to roll your defense dice, and that's that, right? I mean, so without any way of like kind of you know shift that around it's it's not going to do that much I, I really feel like these guys are fitting into maybe a new archetype for free folk where it's leaning away from the swarmy type faction and mm -hmm. into something else entirely like looking at fear which is kind of interesting because it's like we have a couple other factions that kind of play in that same territory which is like you know lannisters were the original sort of morale guys and then of course the boltons and now we have these guys Right. And I mean, I guess it's a six plus morale on the Bone Lord's Chosen. You could run this with a bunch of Cave Dweller Savages and have a army that is a Feast of Crows proof, at least as Feast for Crows proof as you can get. So it's mm -hmm. like an alternative to like a giant spam list. But I don't know. I, I saw this card and I was just like, eight points. And then like I went on like the Discord and like the first list I saw, someone was like, I made my army list with the Bone Lord's Chosen. Like these look amazing. And I was like, I don't get it. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would, I would tend to agree with you. And it really depends. Really, depends. maybe. But I think you know, once we get into Rattleshirt, this will start making a little more sense. Yeah, and I guess I'll couch all this with everything else we're about to see is so cool. Yeah, that this kind of like is in the shadow of that, or it's like eight right. points, like meh, like. But look at this. Yeah, and also take a grain with salt everything we're saying because we've also played with it zero times. So yes. you know, our level of expertise is literally just reading off the stats on a piece of paper. So I know. read something on the floor of someone's room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. on their zebra rug. I am now an expert. <laughs> right. So here we so go. This is as deep a dive as we can do while having done you know no actual gameplay with. It. So who I knows? I mean, I you swear sometimes you have to see it on the table. It's going to be like the first tournament, and it's like free folk op. Like Bone yeah, Chosen yeah. takes it all, and I'm going to be like, can we go back and delete that episode? What do we do here? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so let's look at some of the commanders then, right? Yeah. The Lord of Bones, right? As he is known. Rattleshirt. Yeah, we went over some of the background of this guy, right? So he actually is, before Mance unites the Free Folk, he's actually warring with Harma Dog's Head. So they're two different factions. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's part of the group that captures John. And then after John kills Corn Halfhand, like he's the one who's like suspicious of John's true motives when he goes to Mance and is like, what the heck's going on with this guy? Of course. Ultimately, he gets burned in a cage, right, from the books. And we find out that we think Mance is getting burned, but it turns out that Melisandre had glamored the two of them and made them look like each other and mm-hmm. so mance gets to go off happily ever after and the lord of bones he gets torched in the cage so this character you're going, you're going deep into the book spoilers dude <laughs> i am such a nerd now about the free folk i know all of these guys i wrote like i have like three paragraph write-ups on every one of these characters oh my god for future, future youtube videos i that's when i like my mind broke and i'm like wait the books are where like yeah. well, i'd forgotten that it's so far back it's um, so far back he's kind of got like a little bit of a predator thing going on he does it looks awesome (laughs) um and and remember guys like this guy is awesome and so therefore he's a lord of bones not rattle shirt i believe it says rattle shirt okay either rattle shirt ruthless slaughterer or rattle shirt lord it's gonna we're gonna go back over the episode and every time you say rattle shirt it's just gonna be my voice dubbing over saying lord of bones Okay, so what makes this guy so cool? Well, he's got an order of first claim. After a friendly combat unit completes a melee attack, if it destroyed an enemy rank, if Rattleshirt's unit is within short range of that enemy, search your tactics deck or discard pile for one Rattleshirt tactics card and attach it to this unit and then shuffle your tactics deck. Seems pretty sweet. It's so good. You could just dig through the deck and pull up the most useful one. I mean, something that's already gotten burned or something that you haven't gotten, haven't actually seen yet. I mean, that's that's pretty good. So his his tactics cards, jagged trophies. Uh, After friendly combat unit completes a melee attack, if it destroyed an enemy rank, attach this card to that friendly combat unit. So it goes on to them. Mm -hmm. Wall attached. They gain the following ability. Each time this unit is attacked with melee, for each defense save roll of six, the attacker suffers one wound. Pretty solid. So, uh, you know, you can already see you throw this on, you know, the, the what are they called again? The Bone Lord Champions? <laughs> the Bone, <Lords. laughs> the the bone, bone Thugs in <laughs> Harmony. <laughs> yeah, so, so you can stick it on them and already, like, now really disincentivized from attacking them because you'll take damage on a roll of six, but then also... Uh, you got that panic touch coming in before you even get to attack. Amazing. But I mean, I, you could, you know, you know, that's the optimal situation. I, you can put this on anything. You can put this on a giant. 
Mm-hmm. I could put this on my free folk Raiders. I mean, they're going to have against most things. They're going to be in vulnerable six saves anyway. And yeah, I save something. You take a wound. Yeah. I mean, the, the key thing there is you kind of have to do it when it's, you know, you're kind of like ganging up the rattles. So either right. you're doing it on rattle unit itself or somebody that's like attacking the same unit, because it has to be when you attack an enemy, destroy an enemy rank. And then that unit is of the enemy. Right. So, I mean, you could be like on either side of it, maybe, but like you have to be pretty close together. Uh, for that to trigger, but that's that's one thing to keep in mind. The other one is Mark of Slaughter. After a friendly combat unit completes a melee attack, if it destroys an enemy rank, and I'll just stop saying that, it's for all his tactic cards, that ability. You attach this card to the friendly combat unit, they gain the ability, this unit's melee attacks roll plus two dice. Each time this unit makes a melee attack, after that attack has been completed, it may restore one wound. That's ridiculous. That's a very good ability. So not only are you getting that huge dice bump, right? Plus two yep. dice on, on some units is going to be gross. Yeah. Um, you may be getting in the flank or the rear, but uh, you also restore one wound every time you do that damage. It's crazy. This guy's yeah, looking I mean, like an elite unit commander, isn't he? I mean, how much better does that? I mean, then, then you've got the Bone Lord's Chosen throwing 10 dice at full rank, you know, and yeah. restoring a wound every time they attack. Yeah. And that's just crazy. Because it doesn't even matter, like, they just have to make the attack, and after the attack's been completed, they restore a wound. So good. You know? So think also, about you taking, like, the combat space, you attack for turn, you've restored two wounds uh, for just attacking two times. That's crazy. Yeah, it's good. Also, gruesome reminders. So same thing, after they destroy enemy rank and melee, you attach this. While engaged with this unit, enemies suffer negative one to panic test rolls for each destroyed rank in that enemy unit. So now you get this elite grindy follower of bones unit. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's one of the key ones for them as well. Is like now again, you're kind of really starting to hit them with that horrificism. Uh, so uh, that's pretty sweet. I still think bone Lost chosen would be beastly with all these cards thrown around. However, it's just one unit at eight yeah. points. That's a lot to lose essentially. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it does have, you know, if, if you get the, if you get the one that gives you the restoration of wounds, that potentially could help make you a little more survivable. Uh, but, you know, with an eight point unit, just like anything else, I mean, that's a big investment. You have to make sure you can protect it. But we'll see. Time will tell on the Bone Lord's Chosen. At least they have a cool name and it's not like Rattle Shirts Ralliers or something. <laughs> I think there's Rattle Shirts Raiders as a card in the card game. We also have the unit attachment version, so which is a, Two-point attachment, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? So two points, and he's got two abilities. So his first one is Onslaught. So if this unit is targeted by the combat space, it may make a free charge action instead of an attack action. That is an awesome ability. But then he also has Prey on Fear. Each time the enemy engaged with this unit fails a panic test, this unit may restore up to two wounds. So that also seems very good. Yeah. Yeah. Also synergizes well with the Follower of the Bones. Um, Followers of Bones, yeah. Bone Lord's chosen. They already have that ability redundant for them but you know if you're if you're have like a you know just the regular followers of bones that would be but it makes them an eight point unit again with him in it oh it goes from six to eight yeah and they have the shittier attack proof well but they do have onslaught in that case. they do have onslaught i might and i wonder if i could put that in what other things would that be good to put in savage cave dwellers cave dwellers savages that makes it seems to make the most sense because then they can give themselves sundering and vicious, right? With their with the yeah. Many rank. yeah, that would probably be a better fit for rattle shirt. And then that you really have a crazy cleanup arm because then you can claim the combat zone and charge or attack if you're already engaged. So that's 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 a really good ability. The followers of the bone also have a regular attachment, the champion of the bone. It's a one point attachment. 
prey on fear. Each time an enemy engaged with this unit fails a panic test, this unit may restore up to two wounds. You know, that with one of his cards, you know, they could be restoring two wounds here when the enemy fails a panic test, but then you're also restoring one wound from the tactics card. Wait, so the one point attachment gives them prey on fear again? Yeah, so you wouldn't want to put one, the one point attachment in the bone most chosen. So these guys, you spread them out. You don't put, champion of the bone goes in something else. Okay, yeah. You should just like, as like a, like a, like a meme list, like a, just like a, a just a kind of like a janky joke list, just put that in like, so everything has prey on fear like three times. Yes. <laughs> I don't think that stacks, but that would still No, be it doesn't stack at all. It would just be it's completely like, why did you do that? Well, that's kind of crazy. Crazier things have been done. Yeah, yeah. Harma, we talked about Harma's Harma the dog head or Harma dog's head last episode, but now we know her cards mm-hmm. and her non-commander version. So her tactics cards. So first off, Harma, just to recap, superior flanking. You get basically an enemy unit within long range. When they attack an enemy in the flank or rear, before you roll the attack dice, they get plus three attack dice, and the defender becomes vulnerable. Plus so three. Good. Yeah, plus three attack dice. Gross. And Vanguard Commander, basically whenever you take the Maneuver Tactics Zone, you get one Commander card back from the discard pile into your hand. And That's also insane. This is going to be this is gonna be my jam here. Oh, So, <laughs> d- Diversion Tactics. Start pl- prepping your anti-harma lists now. Um, <laughs> So diversion tactics, after a friendly combat unit is attacked, one other friendly unit within long range of that unit may make a free maneuver action. If you control the maneuver zone, instead they may make a pivot and then make a free march action. Oof, that so is fast. Crazy. So that fast. That is crazy. Oh, but Josh, it gets better. There's more still. There's two more <laughs> cards here. How about this? Force march. Now, I like this one. There's a little bit of a drawback. At the start of the round, one friendly infantry unit may pivot and then make a free march action, and then become weakened. So you basically you almost called this exactly, by the way. I, it's, yeah, I, I'm just, you know, what can I say? It's just like, from the title, you were like, yeah, I bet it's like they have to get, go real fast, but they get like hurt or something. But yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. That's going to be so great for just getting to positions, getting to oh, objectives. Yeah. Pivot and a march is like massive. <laughs> and, then, and then, okay, we're saving the best for last. This is the one I'm actually super excited for, despite some of the drawbacks that are obvious. Um, fainting maneuver. When you claim the maneuver zone of the tactics board, replace that zone's effect with one friendly combat unit may make a free charge action. If they are successful, you may place them in the closest flank arc of the defender, treating for all purposes as if they had charged the flank. What? <laughs> so, so you can charge them in the front and then just you just put them on the side? Yep. That's pretty good. And why this is... Okay, so first off, the downsides. You have to claim the maneuver zone. And Harma is all about the maneuver zone. Your opponent should in no way be letting you get the maneuver zone. Yeah. Like, if they get it, they, they neuter a lot of the stuff you have. You know, regroup and reform, diversion tactics, fainting maneuvers, the endless horde, surrounded and exposed, swift advance. All of those cards have bonuses for the maneuver zone. Yeah. Uh, so that's like, you know, nine of the cards you're going to have. So they're not going to let you do that often. But what's no. so cool about this is you can double stack your units. I can have two units, one right in front of the other. I can charge up, and then I can move it to the flank and leave the front side charge lanes open again. That's a, that's a crazy ability. That's really good. Yeah, or put a Spearwife Matriarch in there. You charge in. You adjust the flank. If they hit you back, now you retreat backwards behind their army. D6, and now you're running around their backfield. Like, you can cover so much ground. <sighs> That is wild. That, she's she's great, and I love her focus on maneuverability. That's really cool. 
and you get the bonus damage plus three attack dice and the defender becomes vulnerable with her basic order like damn <laughs> so good yeah that's really good uh, people can't tell i'm super excited to play this character <laughs> her attachment version is pretty good too order superior flanking oops that's not her order it's order follow me so when this unit performs a maneuver or march action before moving target one other friendly unit in short range after this unit completes its maneuver march the targeted friendly unit may make one free maneuver action. That's really so that's good. Pretty good. You can move in tandem for free. I mean, that's that's you, also excellent. Yeah, I honestly <laughs> like her abilities are all very, very good. And she's two points for the attachment version. Yes, and then she her regular commander version can also spend an additional point and get Harma's Bannerman, which has the order in sight. When this unit makes a melee attack before attack dice are rolled, this attack roll. Uh, this attack rolls its highest attack die value and gains vicious. Afterwards, you suffer D3 wounds. So you mm. can turn her into a uh, a more like smashy, smashy unit. That's interesting. And so you can attach that guy to the same unit that Har Yes. So we're now starting to see a trend where you can actually have a commander and then have additional attachments beyond the commander in that unit. That is interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. May only be filled in an army and to her unit. So there might be some cool things regarding that in the future for other factions and other units. Oh, definitely. That is, uh, yeah, that's cool. That'd be cool to have other like that, you know, bo like trusted bodyguards and things like that. Oh yeah. Like, who's that Mormont? guy who walked around with like Eddard Stark in like the first season? Like oh. Killed. Jory Castle, right? Yeah. Like something like that, you know, he would just be able to stay in there and like you can only put him with, with Eddard, but then he's got some kind of cool like defensive bonuses. And that guy was supposed to be like, I actually remember that name only because I remember reading a post about how people were upset that in the show, he's not made out to be like as cool as he actually is. Like, yeah. he's like a legitimate badass. And I mean, he's a cool. He's a cool character in the card game. I mean, he was like, you basically can like kill him instead of another hero that you would normally like want to lose way less. Hmm. Yeah, that's the only reason I know his name, honestly, because I have that old Stark deck that I play, used to play all the time. So <laughs> just trying to remember, I was like, oh yeah, Jory. The next uh, commander option available is the Weeper, and he's also really cool. And this is a guy who's like super famous for killing Night's Watch people and raiding. Uh, basically, he likes to like blind his victims. Despite all these cool things he does, he's like named after having like watery eyes. So that's like kind of a... Yeah. Kind of a weird one. It's crab baby. But in the books right now, he's on the other side of the wall, and there's concern that the free folk might not rally behind Tormund and Mance. They might also rally behind Weeper still, and so he's out there. He's still free folkin' in the book. So <laughs> still free folkin'. He's out there. Freedom. <laughs> so this is an off the hook. This is why we should never record op episodes of this late. This is gonna be an off the hook uh podcast. <laughs> yeah, so a little unhinged. The the weeper here, he's the horrific butcher. So not to be confused with your, you know, your regular butchers. So he's got the order horrific reputation. When an enemy unit within long range would pass a panic test, you may force that unit to reroll any die for that test. Whoa. And that's an order. That's like permanent panic token on anybody within long range of this. Yeah, that's pretty oh, amazing. That's really, really, really good. I mean, obviously, the orders you can do it once per turn, but that's, that's insane. That's really right. good. And you get it when you want it. You, you you know, you wait until they would pass. So you wait till they roll, yeah. and then you're just like, yeah, nah, roll it again. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, and then his ability also cut them down. When an enemy engaged with this unit fails a panic test, they suffer two additional wounds. That's also great. Man. So now, where do you put them, though? Uh, I don't know. But 
I, what I'm starting to feel like is I'm not really worried about heavy armor lists anymore. Mm. There like, are so like many ways to put out wounds. Maybe. Yeah, that you would know, do it. So you get that like kind of crummy sundering, but then like you know, wham! You get like a nice like side charge, and you manage to have them fail a panic test, and then you just cut them down and do two additional. I mean, like that 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 could be a pretty gross little combo there. Absolutely. And in additionally, he's got his tactics cards, agonizing deaths. When an enemy combat unit is destroyed, all other enemy units within short range of that enemy suffer a panic test with a minus two to their roll. Wow. <laughs> so it's like a little nuke, like a panic nuke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's pretty gross too. I mean, I'm also so scared of facing other free folk now. Well, yeah. I mean, if you have a free folk on free folk army and one of one of you has weeper stuff is gonna really gonna do a lot of damage. Bad day, bad day. Yeah. Um, also, the price of failure: when a friendly combat unit attacks before attack dice are rolled, all attack dice results automatically hit for this attack. For each result that would have normally missed, the attacker suffers one wound. Interesting, huh? So you you roll your dice like crap. I missed. I, I rolled ten dice, but I missed five of them. Like that would be my typical roll. Yep. So then I could say, well, I have the choice of either taking five wounds and then I'm doing 10 hits to you, or I'll just do the five hits. I mean, that's, it's interesting. Like when, what's the right time to use that? Like, I don't know. And like, I, that's something I was thinking about. Cause you're taking a lot of wounds. You're really, you're gambling, right? If you're going to miss here right now, well, and you they could... get a, the difference is though, that they get a defense save against hit. You're definitely you taking that wound on the failure. Right. So, so like, like do, you, do you do it with your Cave Dweller Savages when you like stack all your stats up and you're like, I'm going to be hitting with a pretty good hit here. Mm -hmm. Very unlikely that I'll roll a lot of, you know, ones and twos. Yeah. I think you save this for a time when you're like, it's a game-changing attack. Yeah. Like, you really need to like, put, or you just don't care if they use Or you're survives. like, my Raiders, I'm just going to hit you with six dice as if it was six dice. And uh, when that unit wipes, I bring them back next round. Yeah. That that's the other way. I mean, it's the, the other way is like, oh, not care. So I'm gonna let them go and then just get you with one real good attack. Hmm. It's interesting. Head scratcher. Uh, and then finally, reckless slaughter. When a friendly combat unit makes a melee attack before attack dice are rolled, this attack rolls plus three dice and gains vicious. Defenders suffer negative two to their panic test. After this t attack is completed, the attacker becomes vulnerable. Wow, that is ridiculously good. Is it, plus three I, dice and vicious. Just. I, I don't even know what to say because the heroes are so good. They add yeah, so much to the faction. Like we've been playing with double corset, Tormund and Mance. This stuff that we're seeing here is like just so amazing. Yeah. Um, I almost feel a little bit bad for Tormund. Like he's got these <laughs> cool charge cards, but plus three dice and stuff like that. I'm seeing everywhere. Like, Oh, so good. Yeah. Plus three dice is a very significant amount of dice. And in all my excitement going over the tactics cards, we didn't even talk about his attachment version at two points. He's still got that horrific reputation. He can force people to reroll dice on a panic test as an order, but he's also got an order at any cost. If this unit would fail a panic test, kill one model in this unit to automatically pass that test. So he's got like basically a Lannister guard captain, and then he's yeah. also got the automatic panic token. Yes. For two That's points. For that's two a, points. I mean, like, think point. about, like, the other two-point attachments and how much better this guy is than all of them. Yeah. You know why? Because the free folk units are so much good. better than everybody. No, this free folk is so good now. Oh, oh the free folk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because we're just a better faction is what it is, I think. is what it's, uh, 
I thought it was because all their units sucked so bad, and so they need really good commanders. I, I'm so excited to take it to you on the battlefield with this new hero box. Um, oh, my God. It, that, I mean, those stats are, are crazy. And we're not even talking about how cool the miniatures look. Like, mm. I may be biased, and for people listening, I'm definitely biased. But the Free Folk are such – these the hero sculpts are so good. Yeah, they do look like, really cool. I mean, all the miniatures that have been coming out for this have been looking better and better. I mean, you look at that compared to, like, your Stark Bowman. Like, these yeah, miniatures, the sculpts are so much better. Jane. No offense to the Stark Bowman, but, you know. That's okay. I, I have no love for them anyway. They never hit anything. <laughs> All right, and then we have a Ygrette. Now there's there's sort of two versions. There's an attachment version of her, and then a uh, non. There's two attachment even. versions, right? Two oh, attachment. that's what no. it is. There's an NCU. That's yeah. what it is. Three points and two. Yeah, three for so the, the NCU, two for the. Uh, so the the NCU is kind of amazing. At three points, you know nothing. It's an influence. When she influences a unit, the unit she influences, the owner may choose to discard a tactics card at random to keep her from being attached. So she can get shut down by the person discarding a card. Or if they don't stop her, when she's influencing a unit, any attachments on that unit or other NCUs influencing that unit lose all their abilities. That's that's pretty good. That's for amazing. Three points. For three, three points. points. For, Holy for three smokes. Points. Yeah. Now, the thing that's cool is like there's a the opponent can just be like, yeah, no, I don't want that happening. It's like the, the moment of the battle where it's like, I can't let that happen. Right. But you're getting rid of a tactics card then. I mean, for me personally, like, I don't use that many, especially like combat attachments, sometimes my commander, but like, it's usually, you know, my, my, I kind of strip that out. So that wouldn't affect me very much. But like, there are people who really swear by like using like some yeah. elite attachments and to just completely stop them from being, being able right. to do anything or force them like, to sacrifice a card at random, which is key. Right. You can't just go, well, I don't need this, whatever, right now. You go, okay, well, you're going to put your three cards face down, and I'm going to pick one and t- toss in the garbage for you. You know, maybe that's the one you were counting on. It's right. a nice proposition. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, especially in later rounds, when you're mm-hmm. like those big, big swing moments, it's like a really cap- yeah. crappy, like, counter plot. But it's... Well, think about, like, you know, Jon Snow and, like, the, what is it? Oh, the God. The lodge yeah. Where they like, yeah. cover so many wounds from those morale checks, and you go, nah, you're not going to do that at all. No, you're done. <laughs> or, uh... Yeah, I don't know some of those crazy influences, or mm-hmm. man, even like Brandon Hodor or or Rob yep. Stark doing his yep. stuff that maybe isn't always amazing, but it's like you want to shut it down in those key moments. Like the, you don't want to get like the disorderly, right? You know, so you're right. just like, okay, like, well, I need to get in there. Yeah, for now, sure. The hard part for me is that I definitely be taking this miniature, but do I take it as the NCU or do I take it as this attachment? It's got a two point attachment. You get the spear wife archer. So she's got Nimble. It's a range ability. When making ranged attacks, this unit may shift three inches instead of the normal two. And then after that attack has been completed, they may then shift an additional three inches. Wow. I mean, this is going to make spear wives or their spear throws. Spear toss is really great. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good with the trappers as well. Not not quite as good as the spear wives for sure. Um, if any other ranged units come out, I mean, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> And then the that's not even getting to the final ability on this. Assassinate. Once per game, when this unit attacks an enemy within short range, you may target one attachment in that unit and roll a die. On a three plus, kill that attachment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And she's I, two points. Yeah, I see your Jamie, Kingsguard, and I raise you a wildling spearwife archer. 
Oh my god, they're really pushing the uh, the heroes. In I mean, it's it's a once per game. It's not guaranteed. Although a three plus, you'll mostly remember the times it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's. Can it. you just can we compare this to the how like like the the Stark Hero two box like the stuff that you get in there is so much so much worse <laughs> than than this. It's crazy. That's because they're not the true Northmen, right? These, oh, these are the guys above the wall. Here. It is. That's. Like there's there's stuff that we have that like literally gives the other team points for killing it, and your stuff is two <laughs> points, and you you know what I mean? Like what? Yes. Oh man, so I can hunt down Rickon then with this. Yeah, exactly. I'll be like, no. So good. I want to see if <laughs> or, or kill or snipe um, Joffrey out of the, the King's Guard. Yeah. You know, there's some oh. serious like. Oh yeah. man, that there's gonna be some pro play with this where people are just like, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool though. I like that her NCU and her attachment have the same sort of function, which is like kind of shutting down and stopping attachments. And it's cool to get some more NCUs and the free folk NCUs are so cheap and the army units are so cheap. You mm. got a lot of options now. Like the list building has just been blown open. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So Steer, the Magner of the Fen is the next commander. Uh, and the cool thing about Steer the Magnar of the Fen is that they are actually, uh, he's actually the leader of the Magnar and they actually can speak the giants. They're one of the few tribes of the free folk that actually speak giant. So he's actually able to communicate with them. A little, little, little bit of information there. <laughs> in case you wanted to know, trivia night people listening, you gotta, you gotta have that knowledge. Yeah, so right, he's right. got this ability, go down fighting. Each time a rank in this unit is destroyed, one enemy engaged with it suffers one wound. If you control the melee tactic zone, you deal D3 wounds instead. Any stalwart, the unit gets plus two tests of morale. That's pretty good. Yeah. And is that, that's the attachment version? or the, This the is commander. the commander. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that seems pretty good. Uh, I, I think you know, we, some of the stuff we've seen so far is probably, in my opinion, a little better, but that's still a pretty effective ability. I mean, each time a rank is destroyed, the enemy suffers a wound, and then if you control the combat space, T three wounds. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have a unit that can recover, so I'm wondering is like I'm trying to think if there's anything you can do to like add back, right? Because that's the kind of the thing is like you can only lose so many ranks. So you'd have to <laughs> you use I mean? uh, regroup and reform. Lets you take up to four models from other friendly infantry units within long range, mm -hmm. and if you control yeah. the maneuver zone, you restore an additional two. You're gonna need stuff like that for you know, this to really. Only get to do that do twice, though. You know, you had to you had to draw that card too. Yeah. So and you know, you're we're not talking about a ton of damage. You're like gonna lose a rank, right? You kill one guy, right. or maybe do a wound to a you know a giant or or, or a cavalry. So that's not crazy, right? The morale test bonuses is, is pretty good, but I think the other options we've talked about so far are better. So his his uh tactics card steers vengeance. Start of a friendly turn, target one friendly combat unit. If a friendly combat unit has been destroyed this round, remove one activation token from the targeted unit. If that targeted unit is within short range of steer, their melee attacks gain plus one to hit and roll plus two dice this turn. Okay. I mean, that's pretty good. So you can you know, reactivate and already act if you've lost another unit somewhere else on the table. Yeah. I mean that's kind of situation, but and powerful when it does come up. But it's like you just think about like all the stuff that you have to like kind of put together in order for that to really do a lot. 
You yeah, know? absolutely. I feel like there's going to be some times when this is like Rex's face, though, and you're like, holy crap, like mm-hmm. that's so good. I, this might be a card you just sit on, though, like in your hand, and you're not like cycling through your deck, you're just like waiting for that moment. I mean, those are the kinds of cards I don't always like, is because like there are those cards where this is like a bomb move if like late in the game, you know, you, you lose a unit and you can reactivate your best unit and like charge in for more damage a second time. But then, you know, if it gets in your hand in like turn one and you're holding it until turn, like that could have been another right. card that, you know, so that that's yeah. kind of, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily love to see that early. All right. Set for charge. Now, this is a cool ability because um, I feel like it's something that's sort of lacking by not having cavalry. When a friendly, unengaged unit is successfully charged from the front, this unit may make one attack action against the enemy before they resolve their charge attack. If the charged unit is within short range of steer, the attacker be- also becomes weakened. Yeah, so it's like, like a better version of because not only are you getting the attack, you're also making the attacker weakened, and also they have no idea that you can do this until you play the <laughs> Right. So that's, that's pretty good. Um, this mm-hmm. is like maybe kind of one of the sleeper commanders that, that may actually really be powerful. Um, final strike also, when a friendly infantry unit is attacked with melee, after defense dice are rolled, for each wound suffered by the defender, the attacker suffers one automatic hit. If the defender is within short range of steer, the attacker suffers negative one to defense save rolls against these automatic hits. Okay, I mean... So, so you hit me with your berserkers at some crazy damage number... I throw it back at you. It's like kind of a weaker, or maybe not even a weaker. It's not wounds, but it bounces hits back. So it's like kind of the veteran's ability. It's actually better because they get minus one to the defense. Oh, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's pretty good too. So, I mean, it seems like his theme here is that he's kind of going down swinging. He's like, you know, as he's like getting killed and smoked. But it's like, you know, is that like an archetype that you really want is one where you have to die in order to like also kill somebody else? You know, I mean, you're going to get incidental value like you know what i mean like that's a, yeah. that's a harder ability to like really kind of trigger in your favor because in order for you to really be doing anything with it you have to be kind of losing already you know what i mean you have yeah. to taking casualties so well, he he does die in the books by falling off the wall while climbing it so maybe that's the theme i don't know oh okay fell to so my death really swinging so much as falling yeah there was a there's some falling um <laughs> Well, I think we got one more character, right? Oh, wait, we got to do his NCU because this oh, actually is going to be crazy good. Um, so Steer, Iron-Fisted Tyrant, three-point NCU, his influence, when influencing a friendly unit, that each time that unit makes a melee attack, it deals an additional D3 wounds. What? When this, when this card is removed, that unit suffers D3 automatic hits. Holy crap, you put this on your giants. They do an additional D3 wound, so 2D3 plus one plus how many wounds they have. And then afterwards, they take d3 hits so if you roll a three they suffer a wound anything else doesn't affect your giant wow that's so good i mean you can even throw that i mean like honestly with anything really anything for sure but the fact that they can be doing no damage to your giant i think is cool yeah oh my god yeah that's that and that's again three points yep wow yeah it's a good it's a good thing those free folk units are bad you guys have that eight point eight point sworn swords (laughs) He, oh, too soon too soon but yeah he's worth he's worth it he's he's so cool because he's worth 12 free folk raiders the lives of these 12 men oh my god that's, that's his point value but you um, know it's, it's cool that there's like so much so much that comes out of this box that you can like really think about like how many different directions you could take your army in. i'm kind of i'm so excited as you guys can probably tell but i'm also kind of devastated because i sat down to make some sample lists and i was just like 
I, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know what to do. I got to like really like actually play a bunch of games. Cause I'm like overwhelmed with theory crafting. Yeah. Well, it's good to like, it, I always like to just like anything I buy, I want to play it on the table. Even if I think it's not going to be that good, just like yeah. see what it does. Yeah. Cause it'll surprise you sometimes. And then the last thing is Jarl, the advanced raid leader. Uh, he's just kind of famous for being like a, a raider who had been raiding for like eight years. He'd gone over the wall a bunch of times with Weeper and Alfin Crow Killer. And uh, he is, and here's a memorable thing about Jarl. He's an awesome badass. When he's climbing the wall in the sixth hour of the climb, he falls off. And later, somebody finds him impaled on a tree. So that's this is Jarl. <laughs> I want to put like a little tree branch or something on his base, but so wait, hold on. Styre and is it they Jarl both, or Yarl? Yeah, uh, both oh, maybe it's Yarl. Yarl probably. They both fall dying off the uh, fall, climbing the wall. Um, so it's dangerous. Wow. So they they picked they picked two of the guys who were just like <laughs> just ate it in the most. Uh, you but know. but Yarl's supposed to be like a, a BA, like you know I don't know they reference him being a raider for like eight years he's been like doing this for a while like he's gone over the wall he knows what he knows what's up he's yeah. not like you know known for his vicious reputation just for like his ability to be a raid leader right. so not really it, not really known for his climbing yeah i guess so i mean he's done it before but apparently now which is, <laughs> uh, so uh for jarl's uh, sorry i keep saying jarl jarl's scouting party um you get to hold jarl's unit off the table instead of deploying them as normal when you claim the maneuver zone, you may replace that zone's effect with deploy Jarl's unit anywhere fully within short range of a flank table edge. This is not their activation. Oh, man. Okay, so this is really good, but also could put you into some trouble. I mean, maybe, but I, you know, anywhere fully within short range of a flank edge and it's not their activation, that last part is really the key. So, so so good. I mean, because like, doesn't I mean, Brendan Tully he deploys as their activation, right? Right, exactly. How much worse and, is that? Well, this also comes down to that thing where it's like you a hundred percent cannot let your enemy, you're you if you're playing against the free folk, like you can't let them get the maneuver zone. Yeah, right, right, exactly. I mean, he'd be kind of interesting in like a, a clash of. Uh, oh yeah. List, you know, just like a you know, like you got randomly from any table edge there might be this other unit that just shows up and starts like stabbing you in the back i think he's going to be really good also on uh clash of kings when you have like the random deployment zones and you're trying to hold a point but you need to get another unit somehow over to reinforce the guys that are keeping you know your side of the table open you can pop on in there um, potentially but yeah but then he, my... if he dies he doesn't come back right right so my concern they respond no this is the oh Yes, it is actually. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, it is useful to have somebody that can like kind of just snipe their way in there. Yeah. And now my concern though is um, number one, your opponent's going to be hunting for that maneuver zone and they're, they're going to not want to let you get that. Right. Yep. Number two, on the turn you want to bring him in, uh, you have to take that. Like yeah. on that turn, like that's your first move. You've got to put this in at the start of the turn. Otherwise, you're not getting. You don't it. play him at all. Yeah, and and you know, I you know, there's gonna be that game where you whiff or something goes wrong, and you're just like, well, it's turn five, and my unit hasn't made it on the table yet, so those are points just not in the game. Yeah, so you can't really hold on to him too long, because otherwise you might wind up right deploying him way too late to do anything. So it you know it forces your opponent to play a certain way, which is good, but it forces you to have to make predictable maneuvers as well. 
So it's just something to be careful about. Yeah. I mean, well, that's interesting. I mean, I like when there's an interesting choice like that. It's like not like just strictly better that there is like some sort of like, you know, something to chew on there. Like is now the time? Cause like I, this might not be the perfect moment, but it's good. And I might not get a chance to use it again later. So yeah, I don't know. And that's the, the free folk hero box. It's a, I mean, it's a, it's a heck of a box. Honestly, yeah. it's a, I mean, it's like, white well, that's, units, great that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I mean, I, the hero boxes are the best thing that they make because they're, they add so much to every unit you already have. Right. It's Absolutely. crazy. And it's just such a force multiplier. I bought yep. a core set. You buy a core set or two, whatever, whatever faction you're playing, you buy one additional unit. That's your army investment. Even with just that, you buy the hero box and you could just play variations on that and then have a blast for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like this is a very economic game to get into. Like you don't have to buy, a, you know, all this crazy stuff. Well, right. I mean, it's like, if you look at like, you know, some of the, models in like warhammer they're like 25 bucks for like one guy you know what i mean right. here you're getting a box of heroes tactics cards multiple versions and then there's also like elite versions of other so there's like multiple versions of like you know the uh the followers of bones you know in that box it's like it's like two units really because you can use for e- either or it's pretty cool i mean i'm blown away and so you know we talked through this stuff um we're going to have a guest on soon in the near future. We also have to do our episode on the Night's Watch Hero Box, I guess. Um, <laughs> they're pretty cool, too. There's some other other really cool stuff on the horizon. And then we got to get in some some lists. We yes. Playing through this, and we'll get some some lists out here to do some sample armies and, and talk about what the strategies and tactics are. Yeah, and, uh, and we should mention, too, that the release date for, uh, for CMON has officially come out that they're going to be putting out so I know that there was a lot of, you know, sort of um, angst over the delay of the releases that had been originally scheduled for March and then April. But now they are, uh, as of today, uh, they're coming out on May 23rd. So that's going to be Warrior Sons 2, The Conscripts, uh, Stark Heroes 2, uh, Free Folk Trappers, and The Cave Dwellers Savages. And then also Wacky Races, the board game is going to be available as well. That's an unexpected expansion. I did not see that coming. <laughs> if you I scroll on the wait. page, you're like, yep, yep, yep. Song of Ice and Fire, Song of Ice and Fire, and Wacky Races. Like, <laughs> why is that? Is, that, is that, that might be the new game mode, man. The thing we've all been asking. It's like, okay. That's interesting. Captain Caveman apparently is going to be joining. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Well, uh, this is a little bit of a, a high energy. I got a little excited here. I'm tired. It's a long day. We're talking about the free folk little high energy episode. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you as always for supporting. Shout out to our Patreons, particularly to our uh, On the Table Gaming podcast producer, Sonny Smith. Thank you for all of your contributions, everybody. Be sure to check out our YouTube videos, the podcast, et cetera. And last thing here, we got some new podcasts, people starting up. We've got some new YouTube channels out there. Make sure you're plugging in and looking for a Song of Ice and Fire content out there and you're supporting everybody because we got to keep making this, we got to keep making this community grow. Definitely. Yeah, it's always cool to see more 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 content out there. Absolutely. And hopefully we can get in touch with some of those people and uh, get them on the podcast too to talk about what they're doing. So all of that's coming in the future and more. And we hope you get your miniatures on the table. <laughs>